Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Welshi, g'day to you. Very g'day, Tony. Very g'day. Still recovering from the weekend. Oh yes, the Bucks night. Yep. How'd it go? Unfortunately, I couldn't be there. I really wanted to. The parts I remember were quite good. I'm tipping that's probably not too much of it. Well, it's the first part of the evening I remember. Second part's a little bit more hazy. Yeah, and the second part was the more exciting part, I think. If well, I at least, at least I've been at work, unlike some of the others uh, from my office who were at the Bucks oh. party, who still haven't returned. Oh, seriously, that's sad. Lyle, good day, you. Yeah, good day, Tony. Mate, was he, was he in good form? I, what What did I tell you on the phone when you called me the other day? I said, mate. Just tell him you were at the second part of the Bucks party. He's not even going to remember. Just say, sorry, I arrived late. It was a great night. Had some fun. And I'll tell you what, I didn't think I drank that much. But I woke up Sunday pretty crook. I didn't go play golf. And then when I was checking my bank statement, uh, and I seen how many times I actually went to the bar <laughs> at the pub before we went out, I was like, oh, I well, drank a lot at the pub. You didn't go to the bar once after we went out. Uh, I may have went once or twice while we were setting up. Um, yeah, it was a great night. Uh, congratulations to Welshy for hosting a great evening. Congratulations to Kittens on how much money they made out of this as well. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, if anyone out there is listening and want to sponsor the podcast, um, basically we've paid for a couple of years. It was a lot of money spent. On drinks. Wow. Just drinks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a very good night. Looking forward to the wedding coming up. Looking forward very to much. everyone looking at each other in silence at the wedding. Like, don't. don't yeah. yeah don't bring that up. Don't bring no. that up. Correct. Uh, no, very good night. Next Saturday is when we celebrate that day. Looking very much looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Not as much as I am, Tony. No, exactly right. Well played. Well About played. time and you made an honest woman of her. Wow, isn't she a lucky lady? Yeah, she is. 
very lucky lady. She's what about you, all Tony? Of the, all of this, Tony. She could have had any dumb you. shit, but she got you. Yeah. She, <laughs> talk about the talk about hitting rock bottom, marrying me. It's only it's only up from here, Steph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what about you. what about you, Tony? You triple checked your diary. You haven't double booked yourself. No, no, no. Definitely got next okay, Saturday free. Right. No problem. Just making sure until someone comes up and asks me to work for a thousand bucks, and then I'll have to refuse them. Well, you're taking a pay cut. Uh, it has been. If anything does happen, though, Welsh and I have spoken about the contingency that if I do go down with COVID or something, you well, are that, the man. You step Lyle's, in. Lyle's stepping in. As I'll the MC. tell you what. Now, I'll tell you what, Tony. I have no doubt COVID won't even come near you, mate. Well, Mitchell's uh, got it at the moment. It, it has avoided your house for the last three years. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Mitchell's got it at the moment, hence the reason why we're doing this over Zoom tonight. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you do fall down with COVID, Tony, I reckon later tonight I'm going to introduce everyone to the third member of mine and JXT's team Ooh. for WrestleBrainia to take on Chris Fresh, Brozavard and some bloke called Rove McManus. Yep. Um, maybe, maybe he'll do it. Anyway, I'll introduce him later tonight. I've got the most controversial man in Australian wrestling. Mm, That's okay. the tease. Oh, interesting. And it's not the guy who sets up the lights at BCW. Yeah. No. And he's the been called that. the big C word before. Well, he's been called a lot of things. Yeah, not the C word you're thinking about. Uh, we've got a guest tonight, haven't we? Or you have, anyway. I... We have. Like um, we earlier tonight, we recorded a chat with up and coming wrestler out of Relentless Jim, and been working at Mayhem Pro and about to make his debut at Renegades. We spoke to the spicy Santiago Silva. Let's have a listen to what Santiago had to say to the boys. Very special guest today. We've got one of the bright up and coming wrestlers coming out of um, coming out of relentless gym we've got the spicy santiago silver thanks for joining us santiago oh thanks for letting me on boys you know i'm pretty keen for this i'm ready you know should be good um the first time i saw you i think was actually your first match in front of a crowd maybe with um against mitch waterman uh that was my second match but yes uh yeah the first thing i was uh yeah, uh, no, no, actually, it was my second singles, yes. There you go. Yeah. Look at me doing my research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, no, that match was uh, pretty crazy, yeah. Uh, go on. But to have uh, your second match against someone who is arguably Melbourne's best wrestler, he's definitely in the conversation in Mitch Waterman, and he was on the verge of winning the MCW title at the time if he hadn't just won it. What was it like to step inside the ring with someone with that experience and that skill level? Well, to be honest, like back then when it was like my second match, I really like, and this is no disrespect to Mitch, but I didn't know who he was just because I had very little of, like idea about like wrestling back then. It was like my second match. I was very green. I still am anyway. But um, yeah, I went in there not knowing him, but by the time I left, you know, I learned a lot from him, man. Cause he was like, the way he's in the ring with me and he teaches you everything. He's just like, he's full on. Like he is the top guy. Like the way everyone says he is that that's exactly Mitch, man. Like you can learn so much from him just like being with him for a tiny bit. And, you know, he really showed me a lot in that ring. 
I'm not sure if you're aware, but like straight after that match, he actually came on this podcast. I'm pretty sure it was either that week or the week after. And um, we asked him about the match with you and he spoke very highly of you. Yeah, um, I think someone told me about it. I didn't catch it. Like I didn't watch the podcast, but um, someone told me about what he said. And uh, yeah, you know, I respect him a lot for saying those things because like he, he really like he took me through the ropes. You know, it wasn't just like. I don't know how to say it. It was more like, yeah, he, he taught me, he took me through a learning experience almost, you know, and it was something I really am grateful for, you know, getting the opportunity with him. Yeah. I think it's probably a, you know, a blessing in disguise, not knowing how much, how big of a name uh, Waterman it, it was. was. Yeah. Is yeah. at the time, you know, you're not knowing much about the, the local scene. What what were your first, you know, steps into the local scene? Was it trying to find a school or did you know that there was an independent scene actually here? Uh, well, when I first like thought about officially like becoming a wrestler, like training, uh, my older brother, he's actually trained at uh, PCW for a little bit. And he told me, you know, it was pretty good over there. And I was like, I was thinking about it. But right when I like he told me that, that's when I got the news that Relentless was opening up in Melton, which is like literally where I live. And I was like, you know what? I'll do that, man. You know, that'll work out. And uh, yeah, I joined straight away and... You know, from there on, it was just like, it was perfect, you know. Everything worked out. I'm assuming your older brother is tricky. Your resemblance is uncanny. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess he kind of looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. Yeah, yeah, definitely he wishes. Uh, so, um, yeah, it goes long. No, so, so finding the school, you know, locally, what was your first impressions of walking into Relentless? Oh, man, like... I can't say enough about Relentless, man. Like, obviously, I can't speak for other schools, but for this school, man, it is the pe- perfect place you want to go to if you want to train. Like, the trainers, you know, Fox, JXT, Jake Navarra, they really will take you through everything you need to know, man. Like, just b- between, like, gimmicks and, like, you know, promos, in-ring work, everything, it is top-notch stuff there. And, like, it's proof with all the guys that we've, who've, like, come from Relentless, like BDE and uh, James Bolton and stuff like that. They have like you know expanded so much, and that's all because of the training, you know, from Relentless. So you know, I'm grateful for them too. When you when you walked in day one of training, um, wide eyed and not really knowing what you're in for, how was that first training session for you? Uh, well, like to be fair, I thought we we're going to be doing like a lot of crazy crap, like the first day, because I had no idea what to expect. I thought we we're going to be doing <laughs> Canadians and stuff like that, but then no, um, with JXT there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I learned that. But, you know, he was very welcoming. Like Nothing was, like, you know, hard to accept everything. He just, like, welcomed everyone. Everyone was kind. And, like, you know, everything just worked out, you know. The, every, everyone who was there, like, all the new trainees, we just, we melded well together, you know. Everything just worked. And, obviously, it's not all new trainees. You've got people like Sid and Erica training there. How important, uh, yeah. is, it, how important is it to have some girls and guys training that, have wrestled around the country and in some cases around the world to train with? Oh, I, I can't say enough about Sid and Erica as well because they're always there. They're basically like secondary trainers like when you think about it. Um, whenever like I need to go through something or if I'm thinking about something, you know, I'll just go to them and, you know, they can help me out with anything I need with in-ring work or outside of the ring. They're just there to help, you know, and they're always ready to help anyone. Like, you know, they're such good people, both of them. That's a good little, uh, good little spot there for the nice plug for the Relentless School. Josh is going to be happy with that. Um, yeah. When did you off. know? Yeah, ticked, 
when did you know you wanted to become a wrestler? Uh, well, I guess I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid, you know, since like I think 2005 is when I started watching. Don't put dates yeah, on it, okay, you make okay. it sound old. 2005, yeah. oh man. Yeah, I know. I probably shouldn't have said that, but too late now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think what really clicked for me is uh, when Super Showdown happened here in Australia and I saw uh, Buddy Murphy win the Cruiserweight Championship and I was in the crowd and I was like, I went insane when that happened. And I was like, you know what? I think I actually might try this, you know, because like I, at first I was like, yeah, but then once that happened, uh, I was like, I was hooked into it. I just really wanted to do it. And um, what, what are you, what are you working on with your presentation at the moment? Because um, I feel like you're quite unique because we don't have a lot of South American um, wrestlers in Melbourne. We don't have um, a lot of really, sympathetic baby faces what what are you trying to bring to the table when you come to the ring uh well that's exactly that the fact that there isn't that many you know a multicultural like representation in melbourne or australian wrestling in general um i took it as a way like when i first came out i was i was like the most obvious uh baby face character that could be like blue tights and running out saying there come on and stuff like that that's all i could think of but um as time went on you know i started to like work the gimmick and try to pull more from my culture and, you know, just for more like, you know, like Hispanic culture and things like that. My family has always been very like well-rooted in that type of stuff. So I thought, why not give it a shot in wrestling and see if I can make it work. And so far, I think it's doing all right. Like I think the people are connecting with it and uh, you know, it's a unique thing that not many people are doing. So I think it works. Yeah. I feel like you're in a really unique position where you can draw on your community because you are a big part of your local community that you can draw on it. You can get support, um, but you'll draw everybody else in because when you come to the ring, um, for people who haven't had the opportunity to see you wrestle yet, it's like a party. Oh, yeah. Like I feel like it's like a party and environment when you come to the ring. Is that your aim? Well, like I think as time go on goes on, like I might, you know, maybe tweak it a bit. But for now, I enjoy like just going out there and being fired up, you know, just like firing up the crowd, doing everything I can to get everyone, you know, invested in what I'm doing. Something that like, I always want to be like explosive when I come out just so that everyone sees, you know, like maybe even wake the crowd up, you know, just do something, you know, that can make them remember you and, you know, enjoy what they were seeing. Your influences in, in wrestling, you know, like 2005 when you started uh, watching wrestling, it was a, it was a good time. Uh, yeah. I, I'm assuming SmackDown. That was a great time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who are your influences in wrestling? Oh, well, I, it'd be pretty easy to see who I got influenced by just by looking at the gear I wear. But, um, you know, 1998 to like 19, like, or 2000, Rey Mysterio, WCW, that rave, like with the Filthy Animals and Conan and Hoovy and Eddie, that stuff we like really like connected with me. And as soon as I saw that stuff, I was like, I want to do that. Like, I really wanted to just like not copy it, but like, you know, do my own version of it. And I feel like I'm doing it all right so far. You know, everything, the way I'm doing everything, the way I'm carrying myself, it's heavily inspired by all of those wrestlers I just mentioned. So yeah, it's basically where I got it. But uh, a lot came from um, like, you know, like movies I watched growing up, like Hispanic movies that I used to watch with my parents, just those characters, the way they acted and everything, you know, it's where I pull a lot of my content from. I love That's hearing. Yeah, I'm always I'm always on um, that 
the best place to draw your inspiration and your character ideas from is not necessarily just from watching wrestling, like watching movies and, and, and even books and comic books, getting your inspiration from different places keeps you fresh. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Like there are so many, like, cause I, there are a lot of movies I grew up watching with my family and you know, it's so easy to pull from different things and, you know, just make it your own. And then that way, you know, you just seem more fresh than other people, I guess. There's probably a lot of stuff that the rest of us haven't had the opportunity to see yet either. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't seen what I've watched. <laughs> but yeah, but that's a good, that's a good, that's a good thing. But you know, yeah, like, that way it seems like I invented it almost. <laughs> you claim it as your own, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> um, you've been announced for Renegades. Yes. Is that is that a big uh, box ticked off? You know, early, this early <laughs> in the year. You know, venturing uh, out of mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, as you know, I've only really wrestled for Mayhem, like nowhere else. But um, that was more like a personal choice. I just felt like I needed to stick around in like Mayhem just to, you know, kind of hone my skills and before I'd go out and do anything else. And when I got the call for Renegade, I was like, I was pretty surprised, honestly, because I was like, oh, I haven't even done much. And these guys already like want to talk to me. So, yeah, I was I'm very honored. You know, I'm very happy that they did this with me. But um, it's something I'm looking forward to, you know very well you know to show what i can do in a different crowd as well because you know back is marsh compared to the city you know it's a big difference so um you know pretty keen to see what i can do there let's run in from uh welshie's dog again yeah my dog um, as usual um <laughs> with renegades um you're up against um jarvis who i mean i'm a big jarvis guy I don't know what you know about Jarvis, but um, we did speak to him earlier and ask if he had a message for you. And I'm going to paraphrase it because some of it's a little bit too blue to be saying on the on the air. But he basically called you a pussy, said you've got nothing on him, and he's going to use you as a stepping stone to show what the ambush is all about. But he's also going to use you to wipe his ass with Um now, those are really strong words. I don't know if you've ever been spoken to like that in your entire life, but that's basically Jarvis. How do you take something like that? Oh, it's not the first time people have come at me like that, honestly. I've grown up in some pretty weird places. But uh, that being said, uh, you know, Jarvis, I've never met the dude, but he's already coming at me like this. So, you know, he seems keen. And, you know, I'm pretty keen as well. And I'm, I'm ready, you know, to show Renegade what I can do. And if it has to do with going through him to show it, you know, I'm ready to do that. So Jarvis, bro, bring it on, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of hype on Jarvis. I'm not going to lie. He's um he's getting booked basically everywhere in Melbourne. Um, do you feel like you've got nothing to lose when you come out for that match? Yeah, you know what? Like it's something like I want to prove myself, but at the same time, you know, I just want to show what I can do. And if it has to do with Jarvis, you know, Jarvis is obviously you know like you said, he's a big star. He's going around doing big things. You know, I just want to show that I can hang with someone like him and, you know, prove that I can do something with that type of caliber of a person. Were you doing I, anything a- different in training? With Will you talk to your coaches about, you know, they've probably seen Jarvis wrestle. What, what kind of things should you be looking at? Uh, well, you know, if i got someone like JXT to talk to, man, he's been going around the block so many times around this wrestling business. Uh I'm pretty sure he's got a lot of things to tell me. If I asked him something about Jarvis, he'll he'll have the answers, I'm pretty sure. So I'll make sure to do that. 
Now, this is an exciting matchup. Two hungry young guys uh, on the Melbourne scene at the minute. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of the highlight matches already. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Um, going back to, to Mayhem, though, um, you, you, they're doing more regular shows um, out of the training school. Um, not just for you, but for some of the younger wrestlers who are having their first and second matches now. How important is that training, those training school shows going to be? Uh, well, if you're talking about showcase, the ones that happen like not too often, but um, yeah, those are really, really actually like beneficial to all of us at, at Rel- uh, Relentless because like there are some of us who maybe aren't ready for like the back of smart shows, but they are ready for the smaller shows at showcase. And, you know, it's actually like a very well thought out idea from our coaches to do this because like, even though the crowd isn't as big, it's perfect for the guys who aren't, you know, well-rounded with the bigger crowds. And it really helps them out, you know, in figuring out their characters and everything else they can do with it. Yeah, it's such a good idea. I think more wrestling schools should do it, you know, on a consistent basis. You know, so it's a reward for all the training. Plus, you can try some things. Like you said, it's not a, a giant crowd, you know, but reps in front of a crowd are super important. Yeah. And now, go Lyle. Oh, I was going to change the subject. Do that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, someone at uh, the Relentless School messaged me today and said that you love to do parkour. Oh so, my god! <laughs> is that true or false? Uh, uh, I'm not going to know who said that. Oh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not. not. I'm, I'll give the initials because I don't want to give it away. The initials are JXT. Um, <laughs> Oh shit. Uh, good old Joshua Extreme. Yes, that guy. <laughs> My WrestleMania teammate. Yeah, well. Yes. Uh, well, you know, to be fair, before I ever got into wrestling or anything like that, when I was like maybe 14, I was really like with my cousins. We used to like really just love going around the area and just like doing flips off crap, you know, just because we thought that was cool. And it was just a very like weird phase that I went through, but that kind of stuck with me that uh, I also bring that along to my wrestling now because it's kind of like became part, become a part of me almost, you know? So whenever I do anything at training, that's like resembles flipping or anything. JXT's right there to, you know, say it straight away. <laughs> parkour, parkour. And then listen, parkour is just a phase. Uh, Johnny Nitro really got out of that parkour phase years yeah. ago. I feel like there's growing up in Melton, there's two things you can do. You can do flips off the park. Or you can go to the train station and throw rocks at trains. And I don't know which one's the more healthier <laughs> outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you at the train station that. later. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a show coming up, don't they? Yes. Uh, yes. March 7th, uh, this Friday, actually, I mean, this Saturday, actually, at a Black Smash Public Hall. Um, I'm going up against uh, Lockie Hendricks. Jesus Christ. Yep. Because you're not mucking around with some of your opponents. Jeez. Yeah. Throwing but, straight um, in the I'm, deep end. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, that's what they see me as. Um, now, I'm very keen to uh, get in there with Lockie. I've only been in the ring with him once, and that was during the last Mayhem show during the Rumble. And even though it was only a small, you know, encounter, that little encounter, I really felt, you know, his skill level in that ring, man. And... I was ever since then. I was keen as hell to get back in the ring with him, and now that it's been announced that I'm going up against him one on one, 
Oh, I'm ready for that match, man. I'm so ready for it. You know he's gonna cheat, don't you? Ah, uh, you know I'm ready for that too. Honestly, I've been, I've been, I've been watching his videos, man. Been checking him out. You know, you I might speak. pull something out. Yeah. We did message him there for a comment on the match, yep. but he said $150, and you know, we're a small-time promotion uh, podcast. We can't afford that kind of money. Because Tony messaged him. <laughs> no, Tony messaged him. Well, yeah. he wouldn't have been polite. Yeah, he, won't, <laughs> he won't talk to Tony. Um, but, look, I know that um, it's a, like uh, relentless. I feel like they're really um, investing in you by um, – you know, Mitch Waterman, Lockie Hendricks, they're, they're bringing in really good opponents for you who you can can learn from. So whether win, lose or draw, you're going to come out of these encounters a better wrestler. A hundred percent. And like with that being said, like with the last Mayhem Showcase show, I went one-on-one with uh, Tyson Baxter. And uh, yeah, that was a very big learning experience for me. He That was like my longest match I've ever had. It was like 15 minutes. And I was like, I learned so much from that match. I left that match feeling like almost like a whole new man, you know. He taught me so much. And, you know, especially with Lockie coming up, everything just seems to be, you know, becoming a learning experience, which is something I'm very grateful for, like with all these opportunities. Tyson Bax is also a fun guest to have at a Bucks tonight, I'll um, assure you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) He actually is, yeah. Um, uh, So... You know, you got Jarvis coming up, Lockie Hendricks on Saturday. Don't want to look too far ahead of those names, but have you got goals written down for the rest of the year? Are you ticking them all off, off along the way? Uh, it's, I guess, yeah. It's more something that, like, I don't really – I don't go out and, like, try to think too much of the future. I want to live in the now and see where anything can take me. So if something comes up, you know, obviously I'll take it straight away. But if there is something, you know – I don't know, maybe work a DMDU show in the future. I'm thinking maybe if I can get there, hopefully I can uh, you know, organize something around there. But, you know, it's not much really. It's just I want to see what I can do. And if it comes to me, it comes to me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I'm not fussed. Look, you got the right attitude. You go out there, you do your best, you bring what you bring, you learn, and people are going to notice that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, slowly, slowly, I've seen that, like, as I've evolved through my, you know, character, I guess I can see how the fans have like changed their opinions on me and like connected differently with me with the different characters I've done. And yeah, like I said, with every learning experience comes more, you know, information I can learn from and, you know, something I can give more to the people, you know? Well, I can honestly tell you like nine times, almost 10 times out of 10, when we have a young wrestler on the show, they are very nervous and, um, You've been an absolute joy to have. You you speak very well. You know what you're talking about. And I feel like you're going places. Ah, oh, thanks, man. That means a lot, man. <laughs> a lot of people yeah, say that recently. Too, but, you know. I always say. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> and we, we, uh, we're not above hitching our wagon to the up-and-coming talent and telling everyone that was our pick. Yeah, we uh, found them. We've got a pretty good Actually, you're, you're, you're Lyle's boy. Lyle's um, very high on you. Oh man, <laughs> I did see that Mitch Waterman match, and um, it was very good. The crowd, I know the crowd. As soon as you come out of that, that curtain, like it's hard for just a straight up baby face to get cheered in Melbourne. Yeah, but you're finding a way. It, it it is. It's 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 a tough pocket. Melbourne's yeah. not very kind. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're doing well. 
Oh, thanks, man. You know, and I think that comes down to like what the the character I'm doing with, you know, with the multiculturalism and Hispanicness or whatever you're gonna call it. But the the more I lean into it, I think the more the fans will also enjoy it. Well, we're definitely enjoying it, and we're looking forward to seeing what you do for the rest of the year. Um, and we'd encourage everybody to get down to Relentless uh, this weekend and to catch you at Renegades at. Max Watts, which is going to be their first show. That's going to be freaking huge. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to do that in the city, man. It's going to be crazy. And hey, not not far of the local nightclubs as well. So the, uh, oh, the yeah, the after club. parties. Who, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Spice Man's going to get <laughs> spicy, man. As well. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for joining us, Santiago. We're looking forward to seeing where you go, and we'll um, definitely be touching base along the way. Ah, oh, thanks for having me, guys. You know, I really appreciate this whole opportunity. And, you know, I'll see you guys down the line when I see you. Thanks, mate. I'll see you Saturday night. I'll be there. All right. See you, man. And that was Santiago Silva joining us on the turnbuckle. Welcome to Intermission. Intermission. Two of the show, straight off the back of the intermission music, as always. Uh, great chat, boys. He's a, a lovely bloke. Why is Lyle just reading his phone and not paying was, attention uh, uh, to the show? I was, I was getting ready for the second segment. No, wonderful, wonderful chat with uh, Santiago. I'll tell you what, how many podcasts has that kid done? What a pro. I, believe, I, I assume he must host his own. He was that good. Oh, yeah. Well, he was, Look, was looking to replace one of us by the end of it. Wow, even we know we'll know who. Who? Me, I'm not him. I'm gonna be here for a couple of weeks, so you can replace me. Um of course I'm I'm a Jarvis guy, but um Santiago winning me over a bit. Mm, yeah, it's Lyle's, a Lyle's still just playing with his phone, Tony. What are you doing, Lyle? I was ordering a cup of tea. Sorry. You're playing Angry Birds. Is that still on? I've got on? no idea. So No it, exciting times ahead. Santiago, that's for sure. Exciting times ahead for us. As well. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking my cup of tea just as you stopped. Well, uh, can I just can I just have a disclaimer? I do not support the drinking of cups of tea. No, well, during this program, it just calves the nerves a little bit. Alcohol or nothing. Nerves. What do you need uh, nerves for, Tony? First thing on the, the no, exactly. I think I've got nerves about for the person who's coming up to chat to us. But before that, let's talk about DMDU. Okay. Let's talk Where do you about, want to start? Let's talk about DMDU. Um, well, we haven't spoken about DMDU for, for quite a week. A while. Well, or two uh, weeks. Three. Uh, well, I mean, they made a lot of noise when they came out about how they were going to be very open and honest and, Transparent and things like that. The word. Transparent, that's the word. Um, I'm not going to go into my experiences with them recently yet because i don't think it's time but 
they've been anything but transparent with me um, or open or approachable. But um, I've got some questions that they haven't answered um, recently. Like most of their leadership committee have quit. We don't know why. Do you know why? No. Well, from the outside, well, obviously we're we're not in uh, in talks with them like we once were. It seems it's from the outside looking in, and I could be wrong, and I've, I'm willing to be stood corrected. Seems well, like they, people they are jumping. It. People look like they're jumping off a sinking ship. That's what it looks like. Well, well, it would be, be fair to say that our relationship with DMDU is very much like a marriage. It started off hot and really great, and there was a whole lot of excitement. Tony, I'm getting married here. next week. Do not compare it to a marriage. <laughs> to my marriages, then. And, with you and then after a bit week. of time, it just falls away. Promises um, your, are made and they're not Your wife on. is lovely, Tony, so it's on you. She is. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. But promises have been made that weren't delivered on. <laughs> not by her. Juice has not flown as freely as... Oh, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. As a um, blood, I'm talking. So... Well, but look, we were never told why Jay Stevens walked away from the company. We were never told, we haven't really been told why Erin um, and Callan quit on the same day. And on that same day, um, their grand opening show for their new stadium didn't happen. But that's just what's been postponed. There's been no. And no another, talk wrestling, for why. another wrestling company had to postpone that was using their arena. Um, so sorry, just go back. Is it, so Aaron has quit as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. so sorry, I wasn't aware of that. I knew Callan had, but I wasn't aware that Aaron. Yeah, had. same day. Um, and I mean, I I don't know. We didn't donate to their arena, so I don't know if the donors have been told what's going on. But um, there are a lot of rumors flying around. I'm not. I don't. I don't deal in rumors, so I'm not going to say what they are until I find out what the truth is. But there are rumors going around as to why they're not running and a lot of talk of um, venue issues, no fault of our own. But, I mean, if you own the venue and you're not running, I don't know who else's responsibility it could be. Yeah, that that that, that wording of that, it just seemed the stereotypical, just throw it out there, you know, unforeseen circumstance, you know. Uh, yeah, no fault of our own. Strange when you own the building, or um, at least the building. Yeah, so for me, it's it's disappointing because I feel like we got sucked in by them saying that are going to be a lot of things that they're not, um, and they expect their audience to be inclusive and progressive. But I don't feel like their management are, and I don't feel like they tell the truth. And I know that personally, I've been gaslit by them a couple of times. Um, and if they want to have a conversation with me, um, they can make a time, but there's been seven times where they've made time to make a conversation with me and I've been stood up all seven times. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I think they're full of shit. I don't usually it, it, do this, but... No, no, no. It, it I is get really angry about it. Yeah, well, I understand. What's my it's... time? What's your time worth? Like, seriously. Yeah, and look, we we didn't we didn't start this podcast as a personal gain or anything like that. That wasn't wasn't our intention. We've made we, we, <laughs> no no. <laughs> but we've used our platform or whatever you want to call it 
we help promote. Help get started. We 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 accommodated, you know, changing times of interviews. You know, getting, you know, all different interviews set up through them podcasts. You know, and to be like you said, stood up when we have questions that we feel need to be answered, on air or off air. I was all off air. I was yeah. No, but that's what I mean. Everything. Um, been disappointing, like a, a letdown, to be honest. And look, they'll, 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 there'll be people saying, "Oh, why, why are on the turnbuckle saying this and that?" They're getting ahead of themselves. I don't give a shit anymore. Like, we love wrestling. We love Melbourne wrestling. If I see something ruining it, I'm going to say it. And last week was not a good week for Melbourne wrestling. It was a fucking shit week for Melbourne wrestling. Um, there were people who flew. There were people who flew down from interstate because they donated to that stadium, and they were going to go see BCW. They were going to go see the company in um, Seaford um, and they were going to go and see um, DMDU. Uh, one show, well, we're going to mention all three shows, I'm pretty sure, but something wrong happened for all three of those shows. So if you'd flown down for that, I apologise on behalf of Melbourne Wrestling, but next time just pick better shows, I guess. What happened with BCW? Well, Is that next Rob, on the agenda? Yeah, Rob, Rob, Rob I'll set it up. Robbie's done his dive to the outside, you know, where he well, likes Let's set to... it up fully, right? It's their 50th anniversary show. They're yeah. charging 182 bucks for a front row seat. The cheapest seat in the house is something like fucking 70 bucks. $79. It's a lot of money. $79 is the general money. admission. They Nick, Nick Aldis. They brought out Nick Aldis, former NWA champion, former Impact superstar. They've brought out um, Tajiri. Yoshitatsu. Yoshitatsu. They've brought out that other fat guy from the death matches. What's his name? Abdullah. Abdullah Butcher. No. Nah. Not as fat. No. He's on his way. like a mini uh, There's, some big, like there's a mini. some big names there. Some big names. But, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't know I, if it's worth the ticket price, I, but big names. It's $79 for a general admission. It's more, I think that is on par with. The general emission of New Japan at Festival the front Hall. row seats were basically the same price as the New Japan shows at Festival. Criminal, like ten bucks difference. Can I, can I just say that there's some big names there, and, and someone's yes, going to pay for are. them to come out. You got to pay airfares, accommodation, and the working. Sell seat. more so, tickets. Back yourself in to sell more tickets. Don't charge right. the people coming extra. Yeah, I think if you set a if you set a, but price, they're not charging them extra. They're not charging no, them extra. They're yeah, just they saying are. this is what it is. Well, it's usually the price price you don't. It's more than double the price of their usual yeah, ticket. Maybe you, you actually you either pay it or you don't. More no, than you, you don't, don't pay that. it, then it's going to cop. It's going to cop them. Uh, I'm glad that the economy is not biting you. Have you been shopping no, recently? Hang on, hang on. Paid for groceries. What I'm saying is, is that you either pay it or you don't. Yeah, and we don't. That's the figure. If you go to see. I went and saw Sting last week at Festival Hall, and tickets were 180 bucks, 200 bucks. That's fine. I could have said, "Well, hang on, that's a bit steep. I won't pay it." Tony, this is a you don't have to go to the show. Fucking Whitehalls. Yeah, but you don't have to go to the show. No, but why? So you're putting the show on. Don't come. But that's the promoter's problem. It's not ours. It's not the public. I'm saying it's a terrible fucking promotion. 
you, you want people to come to your cool. show. You want atmosphere. You want them to come back. Of course you do. Yeah, all right. So but, if you sell less tickets and there's no atmosphere, people aren't coming back. Anyway, why, anyway that's we're, not, we're not talking about the issue. No, no, no. People paid that much, which is a premium ticket price, because I paid less than that to see. I paid about that to see Elton John, right? If you're in the front row of that show. So it's a premium ticket price. You would think if you've got premium wrestlers, premium ticket price, that you'd pay a fucking premium price to set up a decent lighting rig. Not get some hobo to come and set up his lighting rig, not anchor the fucking lights properly, and then the lights come down in the first match and almost no. kill someone. Yeah, Tony, it was bad. The referee caught one whole lighting rig on his own, mate. The referee. If he was facing the other way, it, it would have been... A disaster. If the lights go the other way, there's Into people the injured in the crowd. Wow. Yeah. Um, why anyone uses this particular lighting person when everyone knows that he's shit? Just because he's, he's cheap. cheap. Yeah, he's cheap. But there are some freaking good lighting rigs going up. Just get the one from Gippsland Pro Wrestling, which is freaking incredible. Pay a bit extra. Get it done properly. You're already charging $182 a ticket. Least you could do is get a decent lighting rig. Um, How many people went? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I couldn't afford a ticket. Um, but when we're talking about it, right? Whatever. Maybe it wasn't such a bad idea to do your wrestling safety thing, Tony. Maybe it would have been a good thing to have. Well, I know that we I've been talking to some promoters. I've been talking to some promoters in Melbourne, and I mean. They they all say like we're not using the best barricades in the world. Like, where a good promoter should be talking to their workers about what to do and things like that. Um, if Robbie was told not to jump on the barricade, he wouldn't have jumped on the barricade. So yeah. I don't blame the workers. I blame the promotion and and I blame cost cutting and corner cutting. Uh, but I, my argument is, if you're going to charge a premium price for a premium product, and you had some big names on that show, fork out a little bit extra and get safe fucking ring lights. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it could it really... We, and don't use watch Rick's the, lights. You can watch the video and you can have a chuckle at it. <clears throat> Sorry. You can have a chuckle at it because no one actually was hurt, but it could have been a lot worse. And if those lighting rigs are continually used... It's only a matter of time. All I've got to say yeah, is, I, is that two years ago, this is what we were trying to avoid by what we were trying to do. There has to be a base. There has to be a baseline of set standards. Someone is going to get. At. Someone is going to get seriously hurt. Someone. Someone is nearly die. did on the weekend. Someone yeah. is going to die at a wrestling show, and wrestling is going to be tarnished. Wrestling, not the promotion, but wrestling will be tarnished yeah. due to the actions of promoters who are unwilling to do the right thing by their workers, by the public, and by themselves. And the Mate, whole of wrestling will either be shut course. down because councils won't want to give licenses out to wrestling shows because they'll be because they'll be tarnished as dangerous. It'll just yep. it'll be a disaster. But no one wants to fucking listen. Everyone wants to do it all on their own. That's fine. Who's anyway, anyway, who's who's next? Who's next on my list? APW. Oh, oh, here we go. Out of our control. 
I wish I could yeah. say everything I heard about this show, but I can't. It's in confidence. Unforeseen, unforeseen booking, circumstances. Booking people from overseas and then saying they couldn't come from unforeseen travel reasons. And then it comes out the promoter either didn't book the flights or booked the wrong flights. <laughs> and then they're begging people to do double duty from other shows. and What a shit show. That is the worst run promotion in Melbourne, in my opinion. Um, you'll never see me there, ever, ever. Uh, lots be, of reasons. To, to, to be fair, they'll probably get more airtime in this segment than ever on our podcast uh, for these kind of reasons. It's just shady. I think it's. I think we've moved past all this carny bullshit. Dominic was running better shows than this back in the eighties. Wow. Yeah. You know, I just. It's embarrassing. It it's embarrassing. At least he made, at least, gonna... at least he made sure his workers got paid by getting himself put in jail for six months. <laughs> and you got a nice feed at the end of the night. Yeah. But if you what does he they think that Sammy wasn't gonna defend himself and set the record straight? Is that what they thought? Like, oh no, nah, no like... one's gonna know. This this is actually the most embarrassing thing, right? So in one weekend we've had one show cancelled for unforeseen venue. We've had one one show try to kill its crowd with the lighting setup, and then we had a third one ruin our name on an international stage with the second biggest promotion in North America by buying the incorrect flights. Melbourne wrestling is better than this. Um, vote with your feet, people. If you're seeing carny shit, go to the other shows. Um, MCW is always a good time. Renegades are running in a couple of weeks. JXT is doing some great things with PCW. Mayhem. Um, PCW are running fantastic, safe, G- safe Gips- shows. G- you brought Gippsland's lighting Gippsland Pro early. Wrestling. Gippsland, if you're on that side, go. Great shows. Well, I, yeah. Mm. It wasn't a great week for uh I probably missed some, but... Melbourne. Yeah. Um, Even Luke anyway. Libre sounds like it's better than these guys. So now everyone hates me, I'm sure, and you know where to find Oh, they had you already. Yeah, probably. Look, All right, well, she, uh, it's time for you to disclose who this special person is. Well, look, I've had bros and Chris Fresh crapping on about their third band and how they've got this big Australian star and they've got some bloke called Rove McManus. Who? Who do you look? Oh, look, he's got a trophy. He's got these, like, gold Logie things, and now he wants to come after my WrestleMania trophy. Well, fuck that. Me and JXT have got him... Probably already had him covered. But we've gone out and got ourselves the most controversial man, especially this week, in Australian wrestling. Gino Gambino. No. No, it's not Gino. It's... um. Someone who's had his issues with Gino at, at times. Mm. Um, he's a lord. His name is Mark. His last name is Williamson. And he joins us now. Lord Mark Williamson, good evening to you. Yes, good evening. I am the third man. As my good friend Eric Bischoff says, controversy equals cash. And Brent has all the cash heading his way at WrestleBrainia. Let me tell you, fellas. Wow, well, did it take much convincing? 
Um, no, well, Brent is is my good, close, personal friend. He's like, we need a big gun. We need, look, I don't want to use the word genius thrown around, but genius. We need a mm-hmm. genius on the team. We need someone with your 32 years experience in professional wrestling. We need you. I'm like, no worries, mate. I'll even fly back from Sydney for it if I'm there. So Amazing. you told me that basically JXT and I won't need to answer any questions. That's the no, promise I've been given. No, no, I have encyclopedic knowledge of professional wrestling. I don't want to say I'm the professor because it's not like a formal indoctrination. But yeah, I know I know lots about wrestling. I'm a, you look, look as, as you can see, this, if this video that you fellas are looking at, I have quite a large head that is filled with <laughs> wrestling facts and knowledge. So hey. we've got this. We've got this. Hey, hang on. Tony has a rather large head, and he has no wrestling knowledge in there. He has no knowledge in there, but... He has other don't knowledge. Compare, don't, com- don't compare Mark Williamson to Tony Shebeck. No, no, no. Please yes. don't. We don't want to be comparing heads here. This isn't a <laughs> <trough>, fellas. <laughs> now, you're saying a lot of things that you don't want to be said tonight. Is there anything else you'd like to say that you don't want to say? Me? Oh, there, there's lots of things I could say, but like, as I said, controversy just follows me. So I don't, I don't want to get you fellas into trouble. No, fair enough. <laughs> save it, save it for WrestleBrainia. Save it for yeah. WrestleBrainia. Yeah, that's Jeff's fault. That's his problem. That is, that is all the all all all, all the troubles on him. He'll be How do you get on with the host, Jeff? Um, wouldn't would, would know if I walked into him in the street. To be honest, okay. But so well, you're, uh, you're in for a treat then. Yes, in for a treat, or is he in for a treat? No, no, you you are. I am. Okay. Well, look, 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 paying public is in for a treat. Don't that's worry about it. that. We've That's got it. our. They'll get their money's worth. We've got our good friend JXT on our team, who another student of the game. Exactly one of. I think he's probably the second smartest person yes. in professional yes. wrestling, um, on and off the field, and we're up against what Chris Fresh. What's he ever done? Who's he ever beaten? That's well, I'm it. Not sure, and got bros, bros, and, and apart bros. from himself. Yeah. Oh, look, Rove. we've got Rove McManus. All, all he's done in wrestling is being hit in the head with a guitar multiple times. That's head trauma. You know, you know, to do head trauma, those people are like matches that involve death. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so can you really trust someone who's going to have heaps of head trauma win a contest called WrestleBrainia? I ask I you. I thought so. No, exactly, exactly. We we should probably bring some guitars to this. We should just bring to, some guitars just to just to scare him. Bring back some fond memories for him. We'll strut to the ring, Jeff Jarrett style. Strut to the ring. That's it. That's <laughs> it. We'll play both types of music, country and western. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, what date is this show? It's the second of April. Second of April. The day after April Fools, so you'll be a fool not to come to WrestleBrainia on the second of yeah. April. I can tell you the tickets are selling fast. Actually, it's um, I think there's only about twenty or so left. So if you want to come along and see Rove McManus versus us, us with JXT and Lord Mark Williamson, the get Uber your tickets powers. down. Now the that Uber Lord powers. Mark Williamson's in, I might actually come to this show. Come to the show. Well, be drunk with sh- some facts. I'll drop some facts on you all. 
I think you should go to the show, Tony, and live tweet everything Mark says. That's it. Fun facts or just facts? Fun (laughs) facts, non-fun facts, facts people probably don't want to hear. There'll be lots of facts on the day. There'll be plenty of facts. It'll it'll be a facsimile show. Jesus, Tony. No one even knows what those are. So here is it, Ah. Tony. All I know oh, is it's a, it's a night off for me. It's a night off for me. The answers are going to be provided by my guests. And I, can, I guarantee we'll win. I do a Lord's call. Uh, Lord Mark anyway, Williams, anyway. appreciate you helping out our old mate. So that, oh, oh, I'm always a helpful fella. Yeah. Thanks, oh, thanks for helping that. out, Jake Steve. Others don't believe that, but I've always said that. Yeah, I know. I, I know. A lot of people say I'm not helpful. But, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm very helpful. I've helped a lot of people out. Yeah. Mayor of Footscray. Yeah. They're uh, building a statue for, you. for me at the old Dimmy's building. <laughs> thanks for your time. He was fantastic. Uh, I really look forward to hearing how that goes, that show. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll the, tell second you. Mo- the second most controversial man um, on the podcast tonight, I think. I was like... <laughs> yeah, lol. So we, get, we, we, yeah, we, we open up the second half of the show talking about what we've talked about and led into uh, the Lord. Yeah. Uh, have you got your Drake cup timing. of tea yet? Nah, nah. I didn't finish my text message to go get one. Uh, you um, mentioned you mentioned the name Sammy before. You obviously weren't talking about Sammy Zane. No, Guevara. But anyway, Sammy Zane. What, what's he on the run sheet for? The Mania Build-Up. The Mania uh, Build-Up? You take it away, Lyle. Say something positive about wrestling. Oh, uh, well, I think Cody's going to give us a great moment at WrestleMania because, hey, Cody can make uh, me cry. And he, he, I don't think the crowd will... Everyone can make you cry, Lyle, everyone. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, I just want to, well, you know, before we get into the full positive stuff, why would WWE piss weak and not pull the trigger on the Sami Zayn winning? I'm disappointed. Um, I know it was a couple of weeks ago. Do you want, that moment, do you... that's lightning in a bottle. You're never going to get that back. Yeah, I mean, it was then or never for Sammy, in my, like I think. But um... well, he's, he's got his rematch coming up at a house show. Um, so I'm tipping he'll win the belt there. Um, I just thought I was, it was, the crowd wasn't but angry. The crowd they wasn't painted angry. themselves into a corner a bit, didn't they? Well, that and, you know, Unfortunately for Sammy, he got over on his own more than they thought he was going to. And so this story, uh, yeah, the storyline grew legs and it, you know, it was like a runaway train. And, you know, lucky, unlucky, whatever side you're on, that they were in uh, Montreal for that, that weekend. But Roman, the crowd Roman, weren't angry. The crowd was sad. It was Roman versus Cody feels like a WrestleMania main event. Um, but then the other argument is that the most compelling story should be the WrestleMania main event. Um, I think Cody is still going to be Cody in 12 months. Yeah. Sammy's probably not going to be this hot in three months. So look, it, it just, uh, yeah, they're not going to change and that's fine. I know it's still going to be a good WrestleMania moment. If Sammy doesn't win in Montreal, then it's fine. There was there was two ref bumps, interference. Where's his steel cage rematch? Isn't that isn't that pro wrestling story? 
Yeah. No, the story's not story's not over yet. But this is the best story in wrestling, apparently. It's not over yet, and, apparently. And they yeah, but it's it is for Sammy. What's he gonna yeah, the consolation of winning the tag titles? Come on. Come on. Give us the moment. You're in there, WWE tell stories. And they fumbled the they fumbled the finish. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um I, I thought what I would have done, but I'm not booking WWE. So um we'll see what happens. But it's been a good ride and not every story has a happy ending. And Literally. what annoys me about movies is when every story does that. It's not Disney. Every story yeah. can't have a happy ending. I'll be I'll, I'll be happy if if Roman beats Cody now. That's not gonna happen. Isn't it? So moving on, tell us about Sammy and Cody. Well now it's gonna be well, it, I think it like yeah, forgetting the Sammy now. Cody is going to give us a WrestleMania moment. I believe him on a microphone. He, he, can, he balances on that edge where he goes right to the edge of cringeworthy. And I think he balances it well. And the WWE fans aren't the AEW fans that turned on him for it. So they haven't turned on him yet. They've, they've done the Sammy and Cody thing well where... Yeah, the fans wanted Sammy to win, but they're not going to take it out on Cody because I think a lot of those fans have moved on that would hijack a show. Um, so they're it's still going to be... But those fans are also in Montreal, so... You know, I, I think... Um, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a great... It'll be a, it'll be a good moment. Cody Rhodes bawling his eyes out in the ring. You know, yes, it'll be a good moment. About his dad. But will it be an omen? Moss versus Brock Lesnar moment. Listen, <laughs> if he takes him to Suplex City and S5s him and it's a four-minute match, no problem. But I really would have rather Brock and Bobby Lashley just tear up the arena, give us 11, 12 minutes and just wreck everything in its path. I think almost he, he retires after this. He takes that one F five and his body just breaks and it's over for him. <laughs> uh, it's not over for AEW. They've got Revolution pay per view coming up on Monday. Yeah. Now talking about hype shows, Tony. MJF, the best guy on the microphone at the minute, in my opinion. Not stating that as a fact, but my opinion. He's just going to uh, let everyone know that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world again. Remind everyone, because he doesn't wrestle often. He's a special attraction. One-hour Iron Man match versus Brian Danielson. So you know that's going to be a barn burner. Well, I hope so. I mean, these Iron Man matches can go one of two ways, let's face it. Well, I think, like I said... The last MJ, 10 minutes is always exciting. but Obviously. But you've got Brian Danielson in there. He, he knows how to... No, I hate Iron uh, Man matches. Plan and match out. MJF, like I said, he'll remind everyone why he's one of the one of the greats. Frank um, used to be very good at the Iron Man matches, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. he? He did, Tony. He did. And you assume FTR comes Trevor, back. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Hendy. Trevor Hendy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. FTR come back at the pay-per-view as well, Tony. So that's good. Looking forward to them coming back, winning their titles. Come on, hype the show, Lyle. What, 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 what's going what oh, to... Why do we have to watch it? 
Well, Mox and Hangman, they're having their, their third or fourth match. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. All these matches will be will be different. I'm looking forward to that. They're going to give each other early CTE. Chris Jericho, he's going to put over the young up-and-comer, Ricky Starks, give him the rub like Chris Jericho does every time he's in a storyline. So Ricky Starks going to become a – he'll be a main player after this, after this story. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I might take Monday off, Tony, or at least finish work early. It's a 12 o'clock start. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Miss, so it'll be a 12 what, midnight finish? I uh, know this. Well, it's got an Iron Man match, so yeah, probably eleven. Hmm. Yeah. It's not DMDU, Welshie. Oh, bloody hell, Tony! Don't lay the boots in. Yes, they're sorry. barely kick. They're barely kicking. They did do Tony. some very long shows, though. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's have a look yeah. at what shows are coming up that we suggest you go and get yourselves to right around Australia on Thursday. That's tonight. If you're listening to this show today. If you're listening to it tomorrow, that it was last night, you missed it. PCW Slam, King of the Ring Tournament in Ferntree Gully. Friday, the 3rd of March, EPW Gold Rush at the Frio Social. PWA have Summer of Fudge at Liberty Hall. And Saturday, the 4th of March, Mayhem Prime, Anarchy Rules with a Z. I like that. The Bacchus March <laughs> Public Hall, NHPW Fallout at the Coburn Youth Centre. Not, yes, it's Coburn. 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 Uh, I don't know RCW, where I'm going. No, well, I wasn't sure whether I was right or wrong. I nearly said Cockburn, but that would have been wrong. Uh, RCW Super Clash V. Five. Five. <laughs> RCW Super Clash Five v. at the Peacock. It's V, Tony. RCW have a show on <laughs> at Gluttony. Go and see it. Is the peacock anywhere near Cockburn? Can you? Well, there's different states. Different states. If you, you set a peacock on fire, do you have what Cockburn? You, what are you talking about? Knows, Tony, that was your nickname at the footy club. If anyone knows gluttony, Tony, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, that is one of the uh, seven. Why isn't it at the Thebiton Theatre? Hey, why isn't it there? Why don't they run shows at the Thebiton Theatre? That's ridiculous. I what know, a it is, absolutely. What a fantastic Pulled venue. Pulled down by now. No, no, I don't think it has. I think it's still there. I hope so. Uh, that's it, boys. We're done. No. And the pleasure phone, has I, been I all mine. Forward, I look forward to my phone blowing up. Next time I see you both will be at Welsh's wedding next Saturday. I'll be there. We, Lyle and I, and special guest, will catch you in two weeks' time right here on the Turnbuckle.